This is Wade Johnson, and this is episode number one of Establishing and Maintaining a Relationship with Your Boss. This episode is written for the subordinate manager, but as you can quickly notice, that what I cover works for anyone in any job in any part of the organization, in any organization, including your family or neighborhood or church. First, let's explore the role of the senior manager, your boss. Your boss is responsible for the effective operation of the department. Your boss carries the burden for its success. The boss has a mission. Usually, that mission is greater than any one person can accomplish alone. It is axiomatic, then, that the boss must delegate some of those responsibilities to subordinate managers, who have as their primary duty to assist the senior manager in accomplishing that mission. Responsible for the custodianship of certain assigned resources, those resources are distributed to subordinate managers who help them to do their job. And those subordinate managers then distribute other parts of those resources to their employees. Your boss is responsible for developing results set by corporate operating plan. Management has assigned the senior manager to position because they believe that that senior can be successful in accomplishing the mission. And this is true in any part of management. Responsible for attaining functional short-term objectives and long-term goals. The senior will be held accountable for how successful the operation is run. The senior manager must answer to upper management for every activity that occurs, whether good or bad, or whether the manager is present or not. Your manager is responsible for the results of subordinate managers assigned to the department. The senior manager has the obligation to assign subordinate managers to certain activities and hold them accountable for those activities, along with the conduct and productivity of those employees who work in those activities. Now let's take a look at the role of the subordinate manager. Well, the subordinate manager reports to the senior manager and is responsible for the effective and efficient operation of assigned sections. The subordinate manager is responsible for delivering specific results in support of the department's operating plan. The manager is responsible for attaining specific sub-functional short-term objectives. Responsible for keeping the boss informed. There's a big one. Here is a management axiom to keep in mind. You've heard it before, you'll hear it again. The most valuable people in any organization are those who wholeheartedly carry out their boss's decisions. One problem that exists with employees and subordinate managers is something we call coping with dependence. There is an ambivalence that comes from realizing that you, a competent, mature, adult manager, are dependent on another. How the subordinate manager perceives his or her status and the nature of the relationship will determine how they will approach that dependency. The manager will fall into one of these categories. The first one is what we call counter-dependence. The counter-dependent manager refuses to accept the fact that he or she is dependent on the boss for support, for guidance, and for resources. This manager stays away from the boss and acts independently. To rely on the boss for anything is an admission that the boss is superior in the hierarchy and has the right to govern. The underlying scheme is to make the boss dependent on him or her. There is an unspoken insistence that the boss must come to him or her for information and assistance. The next one is what we call over-dependence. The over-dependent manager has the same inability to accept another as their boss, but this manager takes an opposite approach. 
Management thinks you're better than me and that you can do the job better than I can, so you do it. And don't look to me for help. A typical response to the boss when asked for information is, gee, I don't know, boss, you tell me. The over-dependent manager will only respond to direct orders. This manager will follow those orders to the letter, usually finding a way to misinterpret those orders and blame the boss when the situation does not turn out the way it should have. We call this behavior hostile compliance. This manager usually avoids the boss and takes the position that they will not do anything unless the boss tells them to do it. Consequently, the senior must work harder to keep in touch and to get the work done. The overdependent manager requires the senior to explain how and when and where and what and justify every order. These people fail to see how much the boss needs them or how much they really need the boss. Many times a counter-dependent manager is exposed and is given an ultimatum, either get with me or get out. They don't want to get out. They don't want to get with it. So they resort to over-dependence. The third one is the what we call interdependence or mutual dependence. Mutual dependence or interdependence occurs when the subordinate manager has a realistic view of what the job entails. In fact, the senior is responsible for successful production in the division, and the subordinate manager is responsible for one portion of that operation. The mutual dependency of the two managers is recognized and a workable alliance is formed. Both managers are dependent on the other. Both can be hurt by the other's inattention or incompetence, but since the subordinate is more dependent on the senior... They are more vulnerable. The senior can, in fact, replace the subordinate if the senior does not believe that he or she can secure the level of production needed from the subordinate or the assigned employees. In a mutual dependence arrangement, the senior informs the subordinate of the mission and the fiscal year objectives and the division has established by the organization's hierarchy. They may also deal with the fiscal year budget. The subordinate manager works up methods and systems for accomplishing their portion of the objectives. The senior and association assist in working out the details and approving the methods and the budget. The subordinate manager holds that position because they possess certain technical and managerial skills needed by the senior. The subordinate is obligated to apply those skills in the most effective and affable manner. A working relationship with a boss is essential. Now, let's take a look at some guidelines that will help you in working with your boss. A compatible relationship with a senior manager is essential if a subordinate manager expects to be effective on the job. Number one, be a worthy ally. Work with, not against the boss. Speak positively about the boss. Watch every remark you make. Don't badmouth the boss. That is not politically expedient, and it's the right thing to do. Number two, keep the boss informed. Give good, factual, unbiased information. And check in once or twice a day. More if necessary. Number three, give special attention to those assignments handed down from above. Remember, your boss has a tough job to do, and your boss has a boss that is requiring performance. Your boss must be able to depend on you to do your part. And when your boss hands you an assignment or something that requires your performance, 
from their boss. Make sure it gets done right. And make your boss look good. Be dependable. See tasks through. The most valuable person in the organization are those who wholeheartedly carry out their boss's objectives. After all, the subordinate manager's major objective is to accomplish the boss's objectives. Get it done. And get it done on time. Or explain why before it becomes a problem. And when in doubt, ask. Ask. Conditions frequently change. Seeking clarification of what the superior expects increases your ability to sense what the boss really wants and what the boss really needs. In case of a mistake, let your boss know right away. No alibis. No, this could be the problem. Just the straight facts. No matter how damaging, the discovery of a cover-up will be devastating to your career. And don't try to protect your boss from bad news. I'll have a lot more to say about that a little bit later on in the, in the next podcast where we deal with breaking bad news to the boss. Next, make it a point to know what the boss wants. Do it the way the, way the boss wants it. Provide, back to this point of know what the boss wants. If you have to ask questions to make sure that you understand what the boss wants, don't be afraid to do that. Next, provide deference but not obsequiousness. You see, properness does not mean submissiveness. Submission is not a characteristic of courtesy or respect or politeness or manners. Deport yourself in a respectful manner when interacting with your boss. Anything submissive reduces proper courtesies to duteous and servile practices. And don't talk apologetically to the boss. The boss has to see you as a mature adult who has their self-respect intact. Properness does not mean submissiveness. Courtesy requires a prompt reply and a polite response. Obsequious will cause the boss to see you as someone with no backbone. Obsequiousness simply means to be obedient or attentive in an excessive or servile degree, bowing and scraping, yes sir, yes sir, three bags full, please let me be your servant. You can see that this guideline should be the center of behavior for everyone working with anyone, regardless of their position or relationship. Here's another one. Always be sure of your facts before approaching your supervisor. Be sure you're armed with pertinent information. If you're asked about any part of your report, you better have a correct answer because the, prob- the boss will probably take action based on the information that you have provided. If you don't know the real, actual, correct information, when asked, tell the boss you don't know, but you'll find out. It is okay to speculate as long as you tell your boss your answer is speculation, but it's based on past experiences. Stick to business. Give good factual information. Check in once or twice a day. Make it job-related. Avoid discussions of your personal problems in private life or the private lives of others. Observe and respect the chain of command. Don't go over the boss's head until you've discussed the situation with your boss and your boss knows your gripes and is aware of your intention to appeal to a higher authority. Any activity between you and the uppers, no matter who initiates it or how routine, 
should be conveyed to your boss. Don't let your boss find out that you've been talking to higher-ups, those with higher positions than your boss. If that happens, talk to your boss. Tell him what was going on. Be professional. You are both professionals with a mission. In your relationship, you owe your boss courtesy and respect and professionalism. Now, what can you expect from the boss? You go to the boss for clearance and support and other courses of action in situations that are beyond the scope of your authority. The boss is a source of information usually unavailable anywhere else. You expect the boss to support you in areas that you have been assigned, those areas that have been delegated to you. Here's some typical expectations. Have your boss help you to understand their style. Be available when needed. Be accessible. Be approachable. Not so busy or important that others are afraid to approach them. You can ask your boss that you need that boss to be approachable. Encourage initiative on the part of subordinate managers. Your boss should give honest appraisal. Your boss should be upfront on all issues. Your boss should share anything good when it's in their power to do so. Your boss should not make any decisions regarding your subordinates without first consulting you. Inform subordinate managers of any proposed changes in the department. I propose an assignment that you may be interested in taking later. A list, list of at least five items that describe what you expect from your boss. If you can think of others, add that to your list. And then ask yourself, how comfortable am I in seeking the information about what I can expect from my boss? Hey, and if you present this to your boss, be willing to make adjustments. What does the boss expect from you? Well, we've talked about this before and you'll hear it again. Followership. The most underrelated quality in subordinates. Remember our adage, the most valuable people in any organization are those who who wholeheartedly carry out their boss's decisions. In athletics and business and everywhere in life, you will find people who, if they don't get their own way, tend to sulk and lie down on the job. Until they conquer that attitude, they are their own worst enemy. People who haven't learned to Accept the necessary leadership of others, lack of vital qualification for becoming leaders themselves. No operation can have more than one quarterback at a time. Once a play has been called, everybody has to carry out his or her assignment. If it doesn't go for a gain, then the quarterback has to call something else. But unless everybody puts their best into every play, none of the plays will work very well. This doesn't mean that you have to be a Yes, man. Every manager has an obligation to express his or her own opinion tactfully, even though it may be directly opposite to that of the boss. But once a decision has been made, managers have an obligation to do their best to make it work, regardless of whether they agree with the decision or not. A military situation perhaps illustrates even better. Once the general has ordered the hill taken, he would not want half the lieutenants to debate the decision. Isn't that the way it is for you? Isn't that how you feel about the people who work for you? Once you've listened to them and made a decision, you expect them to get behind you and help make it work. Yes, 
Your boss needs you to give the benefit of your thinking. But once the boss says, this is what we want, salute, carry out your orders. What does followership mean? Let's get back to this again. Well, it means diligent attention to successful completion of daily operations. It means an appropriate leadership and discipline of assigned employees. It means scheduling and assigning subordinates to ensure adequate coverage and accomplishment of desired daily results. Factual and unbiased information relating to operations, methods, procedures, and assigned responsibilities. It means being available to the senior manager when needed. When the boss calls, answer immediately. Well, that's it for episode one. The next episode will take up some specific rules for dealing with your boss. We will cover how to sell ideas to your boss, how to come back after a turndown, how to disagree with the boss and not lose the boss's support, how to break bad news to the boss, how to handle the boss who is constantly doing something that frustrates you, how to properly accept criticism and reprimand at performance appraisal, and how to properly accept praise for good work and on a performance appraisal. Well, I close this with a final note on relationship with your boss, an article written by Albert Hubbard in 1923. This admonition is just as relevant today as it was then. If you work for a man in heaven's name, work for him. If he pays your wages that supply your bread and butter, work for him. Speak well of him, stand by him, and stand by the, the institution he represents. If put to a pinch, an ounce of loyalty is worth a pound of cleverness. If you must vilify, condemn, and internally disparage, resign your position. And when outside, damn to your heart's content. But as long as you're part of the institution, do not condemn it. If you do that, you're loosening the tendrils that are holding you to the institution. And the first high wind that comes along, you'll be uprooted and blown away and probably never know the reason why. I would like you to go to Amazon.com, slant books, slant Lawrence Wade Johnson, and buy one of my books, <laughs> or buy a couple of them. This is Wade Johnson. Good day. <laughs>